hey guys, Bill Santos, EMP Oakville. Welcome to another one of our job placement tip podcasts. I uh, want to remind you of our website, empoakville.com, and of our email address, info at empoakville.com. That's info at empoakville.com. You can write to us. Uh, we have a newsletter that goes out every week. If you're not on the um, mailing list, you just email me at that info at empoakville.com. And let us know you want to be on the mailing list and uh, we'll make sure you get uh, the next edition that goes out. You will uh, have access to it. We send that out. It's got little tips on it. And it's sort of a, you know, written version of what we do here on the podcast. And uh, you can have that. And also it will uh, make you aware of any upcoming training opportunities we have or different, different resources. Uh, Right now we are offering for free for download a a PDF uh, of a... A little book I wrote called uh, Understanding Job Development, uh, the Employment Outcomes Framework. And so if you're interested in uh, downloading a PDF uh, version of that, just email me at info at empoakville.com and say I'd like a download, I'd like a PDF copy of the book, and we'll send that to you, no charge. Uh, we uh, really want to make continue to make resources available to you because I think there's a shortage of re- resources out there for, good resources anyway, for job placement people. And so, uh, yeah, if there's something you need, don't hesitate to reach out to us. I uh, want to talk to you a little bit about job placement strategies. Uh, earlier today, I sent out a, um, in the newsletter, I talked a little bit about this, and I just want to, you know, just expand on it a little bit. And essentially that there are three types of um, job placement strategies. There is what we call the order-taking uh, strategy. Well, let, me, let me put them in a different order. Let me start with the uh, self-placement strategy. Then the next one is called the order-taking strategy. And then the third we call the job-placement strategy. And so um, what are those and how do they sort of come about? Well, the self-placement strategy, that's the strategy that many organizations would love to be able to use but really can. And that's where... Um, the candidate is essentially responsible on their own for securing their own job. Now, they may come to an organization and receive, you know, resume writing tips or go through a job interview uh, techniques workshop or or something like that. But uh, the primary responsibility of selling to the employer rests with the job seeker. Now, this is not to suggest that there aren't job seekers out there that can't sell themselves. There are, but for many of you dealing with a non-traditional source of labor and non-traditional job seekers, their ability to, uh, to market themselves to an employer and overcome the employer's negative perceptions of them is in fact, is compromised. It's very, very difficult. And so, but you see this in many organizations that the, the, the organization supports the job seeker through things like, you know, job clubs, job search counseling, uh, you know, personal support. But it is the job seeker themselves that is out there knocking on the employer's doors and, and, uh, and doing all of the selling. And so, you know, one of the things to look out in that is to know what, you know, to give you an idea of whether or not that individual is going to be successful of that, you you need to look at something we call access. And the access is when it is the amount of access that a job seeker will get 
to employment opportunities in your community as a result of their own efforts so that when they go out you know, on their own, resume in hand or application in hand to knock on doors, how many of the opportunities out there do they actually gain access to? And so one of the things you look at is, you know, how many job interviews are they able to generate as a result of their own job search activities, as a result of their own efforts, not your efforts, their efforts alone. And so you may have someone that you would think, well, they, you know, they're going to do fine out there on their own. And so, you know, we're going to provide that support to them through the job search skills training and, you know, job clubs and counseling. But you begin to notice that there's an extended period of time that they've been out there doing job search and they're, they are unable to generate any job interviews for themselves. And so, that might have might cause you to revisit whether or not that self-placement strategy is in fact the best one for that particular individual. In fact, I mean, not knowing your cases, it's hard for me to speak specifically, but for, for most folks in, uh, in voc rehab, you know, I bet you not 5% of your caseload um, would benefit from this self-placement strategy. So the vast majority of people on your caseload are are going to require someone else to go out and influence the employer's perception. And so the other two strategies, the order taking the job placement strategy, that's when the organization essentially takes the lead for marketing. Uh, The job seeker, the job seeker still has a role there to play, but predominantly it's held by the agency on behalf of the job seeker. Now, the difference between order taking and job placement, order taking is when... You know, you go out and talk to the employer and you you take the employer's needs or what the employer tells you they need when filling this position. You take those at at face value, right? You just you basically take those that order, that job order from the employer. So the employer says, you know, I need someone that has excellent A and, you know, you know, very good B and, you know, in list, you know, this list of qualifications and, or, you know, skills. And what you do is you, you know, you copy that information down, you take that and you go back to your caseload and you match the employer's requirements to the skill set of the people on your caseload. And now what typically happens for many organizations in this case, you know, is then they head over to their boss and they say, hey, listen, you know what, I've been out there talking to employers, but, you know, we don't have anybody. We don't have anybody that fits what it is the employer is looking for. You know, I asked the employer what their needs were and um, we don't have anybody that can do that. And I have to tell you, when I, when, I, when I was managing job placement programs and I would have a job developer say to me, you know, we don't have anyone that will meet that. You know, when, when I know that we're sitting on several hundred, you know, job seekers on the caseloads, that would, just, that would just be a knife in my heart. Because what it really means is, is that you're using an order-taking strategy. So, you took the employer's description of what they need at face value. You didn't engage in any what we call massaging or reframing or, or an attempt to better understand what were the real needs. So you just took the needs at face value and you come back and rarely are you going to find someone on the case so that will match with the employer because what the employer has described is the ideal candidate. You know, every employer, and I've said this to you many times, every employer, when, when, you know, when, when they are out there... Uh, asking uh, what are you looking for you know when you're out there asking what are you looking for in a you know whatever the position is 
um, they're going to describe to you the ideal candidate. And what order taking basically says, well, those, you know, those are the needs. They're not going to move away from those needs. And I begin to write those needs down. And then I come back and I try to match them. And typically I find that I don't have anybody on the case. So job placement strategy. Well, that's really when you, you're out there and this is, this, this is really the art form here, right? This is where, you know, you, you're out there and you're doing the selling of the job seeker to the employer, but you're doing what we call a needs analysis, an in-depth needs analysis. So you're listening to what the employer is telling you, you know, like you're reading between the lines, you're asking those insightful, good questions to really get at what the employer's real needs are, what their baseline needs are. And, you know, I think for the vast majority of the folks on your case, so that's the strategy that has to take place, right? It is the job placement strategy. It is reading between the lines. It's insightful questions. It's, you know, it's um, it's uh, recognizing that you're not, your job is not to go out there and find the ideal candidate. Your job is to come forward with a viable option to that employer. And uh, that most people get hired as because you know as a result of timing and not as be, as a result of their of their skill sets. Now, this job placement strategy, I have to tell you, this is done, you know, face to face with the employer. It's kind of compromised now because under COVID nineteen, but it 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 directs it it involves direct communication with the employer. Whether that, you know, whether that direct communication is. Uh, you know, uh, on Zoom, you know, face-to-face, -face, on the phone, uh, you know, whatever. But it, it, it involves you speaking to the employer and really listening to what the employer has to say and asking those insightful questions to really get at the employer's real needs. That's job placement strategy. So the three strategies, order-taking, self-placement, and job placement, the one that'll get you the most bang for your buck, given the caseload that most of you that are listening to me have, is the job placement strategy out there with the employer, asking your insightful good questions, listening carefully to what they tell you, reading between the lines, and formulating an understanding of what their viable needs are, not their ideal needs. And so, you know, I hope that helps you. It, it, it takes time. And this is why the population is called hard to serve, because most organizations, many, have decided not to help them. Hey, remember to check out our website, empoakville.com, info at empoakville.com. We'll talk to you again next time. Take care.